So last time we talked about teaching kids how to express gratitude. And this time we're going to talk about teaching kids to be helpful. I know that we as parents get ready for the holidays. There are so many things that we want to do and we need to take care of. There's lots of loose details. So how is it that we instill a helpful attitude, a helpful disposition with our kiddos? That is what we're going to talk about today. Does your child have a speech-language delay and you really want them to talk? Do difficult behaviors derail home life and you know the frustration is a communication struggle? Does your child see a speech therapist and you wonder, what do they do and how can I help? If these or similar questions are in your mind, this podcast is for you. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush. I am a speech-language pathologist that has worked with children from birth to 21 for three decades. And in my classrooms, I see you wanting to connect with the heart of your child, but their speech and language skills create a barrier. So if you have a kiddo that has difficult behaviors, needs to expand their language, or learn to say speech sounds, and maybe even receives speech therapy, stay tuned because In this podcast, you will learn how to use your daily life as a tool to communication practice and how to do that practice. You will become confident knowing you are making the difference you want to make. And you will hear success stories of parents who have navigated these struggles already. We'll do this all while focusing on building deep, meaningful connection and confidence in your kiddo. So grab a cup of coffee, along with a notebook and pen. It's time to speak in the way your child's brain understands. And that is the language of play. Hey listeners, before we begin, I want to read a review from a bunch of letters. (laughs) So anyway, this person writes great info and super helpful while leaving five stars. She says, thank you for helping mamas like me do better when communicating with my kiddos. Your tips are practical, doable, and work. So thank you so much. I always love to hear practical, doable, and work. So thank you, and I hope that's the case for everybody because that is my heart in this. I have one announcement this time, and that is something called Play Expo. So some of you are familiar that I have taught on Amazing Parents Network in the past. Amazing Parents Network is putting on something called a Play Expo. Now this time I am not actually teaching in it just because I was gone, as you know, to Portugal and I didn't get myself in order to participate. Nonetheless, it is a great experience. So if you are interested in a play expo that is designed both for parents and kids' involvement, it is Monday, November 20th. So if you are listening to this in time, zoom down to my show notes and you can grab a link. The the general admission is only $1. And if you want to be able to get all of the resources, recordings, and free gifts, then you upgrade to $47 and you have a wealth of information. So it's a great program. And if that interests you, zoom down into my show notes and grab your link. Now let's get started with today's show. All right, teaching kids how to be helpful. 
This is an attitude that we instill, just like gratitude, just like teaching our children how to be thankful. And in this moment, I'm thinking about whether or not you are wanting to teach your kids new skills on how to be helpful, or if you are wanting them to be independently helpful. Well, because it's the holiday time and we are so busy with the things that we need to do, I am going to go the route of talking about how to encourage our kids to be independently helpful and what is it that we can do so that what they do, they do naturally. So let's dig in. Independently helpful. It sounds so glorious and it is something that we can encourage our kiddos. We can treat it like a character trait that we want to instill in our kids, very much like the gratitude that we talked about in the last lesson. So if you haven't listened to that gratitude lesson, go back and listen to episode 93. I will link it in the show notes because the simplicity of that is going to be um, kind of like this one too, but, but this one is a little bit, a little bit more complex, not a lot. So in order to get your kids to be independently helpful, what we want to know is what is it that they do naturally. So step one is to take a look at your kiddos' natural interests. When we're talking about teaching new skills, we don't need to focus as much on what it is that they do naturally. But this focal point today is going to be independently helpful. So I'm going to lead us into young child and then a little bit older and a little bit older and a little bit older. Now, let's say your child is around two. And uh, my children were quite different um, at those ages. One of them in particular, she liked to hang things, like if she found a string or a necklace, or she found even toys that had hook or whatever, she would hang stuff on doorknobs and on cabinet knobs and and hang things over chairs. And, and what she was naturally doing initially, I thought, was making a mess. But over time, and I watched her, I thought, okay, what is she doing? So I started talking with her about it. She was too... So there wasn't a lot of language. And what she would say is, I'm making a setup. Over time, I realized that making a setup was a way to express decorating. It was a way to express a scenario that was showing interaction between characters. So what is this as far as a useful helpfulness? As a two-year-old, I gave her the plastic nativity set, and I said, set it up. And she got a chair and a stool, and she would put them side by side, and she would take a long period of time to set up. Now, how is that helpful to me? It's helpful because she's busy, so I can focus. And it also is something that I can say thank you to her for, so she feels confident about her contribution. And if I can, I always left her setups in the locations where people could see what she had done. 
It also meant she regularly went back to undo and redo. Obviously, that's not the kind of helpfulness like taking out the trash, but it is something that would be pertinent to a two-year-old. My other children, when they were young like that, had different interests. My son really liked to use his toy trucks, and so I would say to him, get your bulldozer, and I'd call him to the kitchen so if I dropped an onion on the floor, he would be able to use his bulldozer to scoop it up. This would be two-year-old examples of how it is that they can be helpful. And again, why this matters is because we are instilling a character trait of helpfulness, letting our kids know that we appreciate when they contribute, that we can appreciate their efforts at the age and stage that they are at now. And this means, over time, they will want to do more, and they are happy to do more, if they get joyful feelings from helping us. So, the first thing, no matter what age of your child, look for what it is that they do naturally. And that would be the area that they are able to independently help. I know that if you have children that are older than two, you will be able to see some more of their natural talents, their natural interests in how it is that they play. Can we give them a task that is within the realm of what they naturally do. This, again, is a way to encourage that independent helpfulness. As they get a little bit older, are we able to find them a task that is actually useful, not just a get busy task and be busy over there, but rather, can they, like, empty the dishwasher or take out the trash? Now, the trick here, parents for them to be independently helpful, is that what you're giving them to do, you need to have already taught them in the past over and over and practiced it with them over and over so that they are confident in how they perform it. Not that you know they can do it, but rather they know they can do it. So if they are still asking you to do it beside them, their confidence isn't yet fully formed. Now, as your kids get a little older and you do know that they have been confident in this task before, and maybe at this point they are not wanting to get involved, consider how it is that you respond to how they don't want to be involved. If you notice that what they are doing is they are focused on a video game, when you ask them to take out the trash, It is logical that they said they don't want to. It has nothing to do with you. It is their child mind that says, I'm doing something else right now, and they don't think about the impact that their no has on anybody else. They are just totally in their moment. And if that is the case, can you pause what your request is or not? And if not, how can you honor where it is that they're at right now by saying to them something like, can you get to a stopping point because I need you to be involved for a little while with me? Or tell them, you have three minutes to get to a stopping point. Or some way to say to them, I see you. I see that you're doing something that you deem valuable. And 
I need you to stop that valuable thing in order to do something that you don't find valuable. Really, that's what's going on for the kid from the child's understanding. So by validating where it is that they're at in the experience, your cooperation should increase quite a lot. Not that they'll come happily. We'll work on that. So then when your child does come, are you giving them a task that you have previously trained them to do? You have walked it through. You know that they have some confidence. They're able to do it. Have you showed them how done looks in your mind? So if you're going to say to them to pick up the living room, do they know for sure what done looks like in your mind? The only way to know this for sure is that you have indeed trained it and practiced it. And so here's a tip for you in your training time, and that is to take a picture of done and print the picture of what done looks like. And then when you give them the task and you want them to be independently helpful, you give them the picture of what done looks like. Maybe they're going to put towels away in the bathroom closet. So the picture looks like a neat stack of towels that are in the closet in such a way that the door actually shuts. Or maybe their task is to clean their room. And you have already cleaned it together on a different occasion and taken a picture of what done looks like with their toys in their room. And then you can say, here's what I want you to accomplish. And you show them what done looks like. Another way for them to be independently helpful is by giving them small enough tasks that you can give them the gratitude, the thank yous, the the celebration of the job done frequently. That way you'll be able to celebrate helpfulness frequently. You will have the words to be able to give your child frequently so that they know what it is that you're after. That is it for today. Now, teaching our children to be helpful in summary. One, are we doing independent help or are we teaching a new skill? Today we thought about independent help. Consider what it is that your child does naturally. When you give them a task that is useful, is it something that they are able to do well because you've already taught them in the past? The third thing, if your child is doing something, that they deem valuable, acknowledge that and lovingly direct them into doing the thing that you also need them to do. And then fourth, are you sure that your child knows what done looks like in your mind? They might do the task as they see fit from their child's mind, but how do you know that it is done the way you want it done? So we want to set our kids up for success by letting them know And the example I gave was pictures um, from a prior learning. So that would be ways that you can have your kids independently helping you and gaining the character traits of being helpful.
And as always, the fifth thing, or we can say sometimes the first thing, it could, because it's important, and that is to celebrate. Celebrate often. Celebrate deliberately. Celebrate exactly. Tell them what it is that they're doing right so they know what the target is and enjoy the journey. As always, I'd love to hear how it goes. And so send me an email at hello at the language of And I look forward to celebrating your successes with you. Remember, moms and dads, when you get behind the eyes of a child, you can speak in ways their brains understand. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you feel hopeful and want to hear more, please share this podcast with other parents that might want the same. I would be so appreciative if you would rate and review. You can also connect with me at hello at the language of play dot com.